Hello everyone and welcome to our end of year review of the year of recapping that we've done over here at Sweet Valley Online. It's been a very interesting year to say the least. Personally I never thought we'd make it this far but I have fallen in love with the books and the characters in the series. Uh, I'm not sure I can say the same for everybody who's recapping but we'll see. I'm Raven. I've been recapping Sweet Valley for one year. I've been reading them for just under one year. And I am not a real bird. I win. I too am new to Sweet Valley this year, though I've been recapping online for going on five years now over at Devil's Elbow. And it took me much longer than Dove or Raven, but I too have kind of fallen in love with these characters in this world, even when they make me go boom all the time. I'm Dove. I read these all throughout my tween and teen years, so I have nostalgia goggles. Some I hate, some I love, but mostly I just like watching Raven and Wingo boom. And also, this is all Dove's fault. It is all Dove's fault, and we should thank her for dragging us along into this ridiculous series. We definitely should. Anyone who's enjoying this podcast or the, the website, all worship at the altar of Dove. <laughs> I am kidding. I am kidding. Now she's Jessica. <laughs> so we thought as a little bit of New Year's bonus content for you guys before we make the transition to Nostalgic Bookshelf, we'd recap the year uh, and give you our best books, our worst books, the highlights and lowlights, and finish off with our personal top three books of the series so far. And we'd also look forward to 2018 and some of the titles that we are, are promised and talk about what we're excited to re be reading then. So let's kick us all off. Uh, best book. What has been our personal best books? Wing, would you like to start? I was going to say Dove should start because this is all her fault. But I can go, I don't care. No, no, that, that, that makes sense. Let's make Dove go first because it is actually all her fault. Dove, can you lead us off with a bang? Obviously. My best book is the very recently recapped The Christmas Ghost. I have been looking forward to it all year. I may have switched around a few people just to make sure that I got that book. I love it. It was awesome. I love A Christmas Carol. I loved slash hate Sweet Valley. It was a perfect combo. I loved it. And for more gushings, please go listen to our previous podcast where I go on at length. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was a very good book. We are recently coming off the back of recording that podcast. So the gushings are very, very fresh in our mind. Okay, next up, Wing. My favourite book is, of course, much more recent than uh, any of the beginning of the year books because I hated them for quite a while. I think my favourite the best of the year for me was number 32, Jessica on stage, because there was acting, which was her hobby of the week. There was some great friendships. There was Jessica just being ridiculous and best Jess. I loved it. Nice. Yes, it was a very good book. Being one of the, uh, the, the number of books where Jessica has a hobby of the week that she picks up with much, much passion and then discards very, very quickly. All right, Raven, your best. Okay, my favorite book of the series so far. Uh, was number 15, The Older Boy. That was the first book I thought that the ghostwriter who had that really focused in on, on Jessica and made her the great character that we, we, we've come to know and love. That was the story, as you remember, about her deciding that she, she deserved a 16-year-old boyfriend and the machinations and hoops that she jumped through in order to make the dates that she went on him a reality. It was just a wonderfully written book. It was snarky, believable friendship between her and Lila, and some really a really good cameo, if you like, from Stephen, who stepped up to the plate and was an actual brother for the first time, rather than being a 
creepy, incestuous wrong. And And it has the added bonus of being sort of, it has a really creepy cover because the body of Josh Angler is clearly a 25-year-old guy who hits the gym, not all the time, but regularly, just enough to stay hot. But he's got the face of a 12-year-old. In fact, that blonde 12-year-old who's on every fucking book. Yeah, that that cover, he's full-on Peter Andre. Man boy, definitely wrong. Very, very creepy. <laughs> okay, so moving on, we ha- we have the worst book of the year because there were many highlights, but there were equally as many, if not more, lowlights. So, Dove, what was the worst book, do you think, in the series so far? For me, it was number 35, Elizabeth's New Hero. And as we said on the podcast, and I think this sums it up perfectly, it was offensive and boring and repetitive. It was like the trifecta of shite. That's a hat-trick of badness. It beat Ithig by a country mile. Which is hilarious because my worst book of the year, of many, there were many. I could probably name 25 books I disliked. (laughs) My worst book was number 12, Keeping Secrets, otherwise known as Ithig. Wow. (laughs) I knew it would be in there somewhere. (laughs) It is the one book that really made me want to quit doing this because it was just so boring. I would rather love the books, but I could get behind reading them and hating them too. But being bored by them, I just, I can't. I don't like it enough to read through the boring stuff. Yeah, that's very fair. I think Ithig was very, very low down on all of our lists. Yeah. I'd say that the Ithig Keeping Secrets number 12, the Ithig book, as it is forever etched in our brains, was my second worst book of the series. But I'd have to say that the worst book for me, again, probably by a country mile, was uh, special, the Super Edition number one, The Class Trip, which was just appalling. Elizabeth gets a bonk on the head and decides that she's wandering around with Tom Sawyer and rescuing medieval princesses. And it was just, it was a book in a series that we were coming to enjoy that decided, I'm not going to be in this series. It, it just, it was awful on a number of levels. The worst part of it was it wasn't a Sweet Valley book. It was just happened to have a Sweet Valley character in it. It was a coffee shop AU by a Mary Sue writer, to use fandom terms. Basically. Yeah. The most annoying thing about it was I think it could have been so good. I think using that that sort of literary trope of the bang on the head and the, the is it a dream thing would have been amazing if it had actually done it with a bit of skill and brought all the Sweet Valley characters that you, that you know and love and put them in it and had them reacting. It was just the worst kind of literary masturbation. Just awful. When we realised that you were assigned that book, I had a private call with Wing and gave her a really? heads up on what it was about. <laughs> really? I feel completely stitched up. This is, we're not going to get to the second year of bloody, uh, bloody recapping if you're going to treat me like this. That's hideous. Well, I, f- I figured that Wing was the most likely to bolt, and so I wanted to reassure her that I would not do that to her, and you're married to me, so... Also, she has made it very clear, publicly clear, before this point, that she manipulates me into taking the books she doesn't want to have. <laughs> this is true. Why are we friends with Dove? Why are we friends? Why, can we kick her out? That's just ridiculous. I feel abused. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's but she did. She called me and we laughed until I was purple over. Thank you very much. I'm glad to know I'm appreciated. The thing was, Wing knew that there was one coming and she was like, You will tell me it. And I thought, Well, 
I have to tell her now I know that it's assigned to Raven. Because <laughs> I think Wing had got a tip off from one of her friends who'd read the series a long time ago. I think someone did, yeah. I was like, hey, are you doing this one? Because it's, it's like, mm, am I doing that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely challenging. If there's any book that's got a ground for divorce, it's that one. Oh, yeah. I so all I can say it. is count yourself lucky. <laughs> okay, let's move on now to the highlight of the year. This could be any scene or a particular character or just something that happened in a book that you found was very, very enjoyable. Dove? I'm sure there are many more that I forgot about that I've probably highlighted in, in my recaps at the time. But for me, it was the final prank on Fabio in Jumping to Conclusions, where they got all the high schoolers and all of their friends in to act like dirty, raggedy kids. And they're like, let's play Drop the Sister on the on the roof. And it was just awesome. It was just chaos. It was beautiful. It was, it was actually genuinely funny. That is a very, very good one. I'd forgotten about that actual prank at the end. But yes, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Me too. That was wonderful. So, so hilarious. And especially in, in a series that, like, their uh, April Fool's pranks were all kind of terrible. But yeah, that one particular prank was amazing. Within the text, it quite often says, Amy joked and they all laughed. And you think, that's not fucking funny. You wouldn't know funny if it walked up to you and it introduced itself. This was just written with someone who knew how to do something amusing without telling us it was amusing, you know? Agreed, agreed. It was done well, as well as just being amusing in itself. Uh, so, Wing? Uh, my highlight, I tried really hard not to repeat myself, but I ended up doing it with this one. My highlight was Jessica's friendship with Mrs. Harrington in number 32, Jessica on stage. I loved the overdramaticness that Mrs. Harrington showed. She was just super lonely, but super over the top about everything. Very much Jessica as an older adult. Jessica loving acting and being shocked by the work and, and Mrs. Harrington working her through that and helping her them on stage together. It was just ridiculous and over the top and dramatic and cheesy and a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. it was a very good book. Wow, who'd have thought that Wing went with something heartwarming? <laughs> I was expecting it to be, you know, the one where meteors came down and killed everyone. That one hasn't <laughs> happened yet. When it does, that will be the top of my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that happens till Sweet Valley High. Oh, well. Again, my particular highlight of the year is something that um, I, 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 I was looking to avoid re repeating myself, but I'm going to have to. It was Lila's friendship with Jessica and the realisation of that in The Older Boy. I thought that was really well handled. Before this, you were told that Jessica and Lila were best friends, but this was the first book where you actually believed that Jessica and Lila were best friends. When Lila was covering for her, when she was offering uh, advice and get, trying to get all the gossip on the date. And I think the one that sent it over the edge for me was when Jessica was going on the first date from Lila's house and feeling very nervous. And, and Lila just handed her something purple and just said this is the unicorn's colour and it was just so blessed <laughs> and the dialogue they had was still snarky and still bitchy but still very much grounded in a believable friendship and it was the first time I think I could believe that and it was just great. Yeah, Bless. That's a really good one. That's so I went for funny Wing went for heartwarming and Raven went for girl friendship Yeah, what can you say? Let's all book the trends Yeah <laughs> 
Okay, so that's the highlights of the year. There were many more, I'm sure, but those were the ones that stood out for us. The low light of the year. Now, we could probably spend an entire two-hour podcast on this. Dove, what was the worst thing that you found in this book, in this uh, series so far? Well, I am worried that when you two tell me yours, I'm going to go, oh, of course. (laughs) Well, of course, that's what's going to happen for all of us. Uh, There is a massive amount of low lights. But I will say, and I think you're going to be impressed by this because it's not about Sandra Ferris. Mine happened in book 25. So it actually, the book after my highlight of the year, when Billy Layton had to give up her name to her brother because he's a boy and therefore more entitled to it than her. I just thought, I mean, I could have gone with the whole book, but giving up your name because boy, it's just so insulting on so many levels, especially when the boy could be known as Will or Liam. But no, let's rip that name, her identity away from her and give it to the boy because boys are more important and girls are smaller, weaker and deserve to be paid less. Such shit. You were right. Oh, that was so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. The whole book deserves an honourable mention because the message is, it doesn't matter what you're into. If you've got a vagina, wear a dress and be pretty. But I think I pared it down to the name because, you know, that one action really ripped her identity away. Well, the name, like everything else, it's kind of society's pressure on her and, and could be big picture looked at like that. This is her parents taking something away from her that they gave her. Like, it's just horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep, agrees on all counts. Okay, so Wing, tell us your worst moment, and so we can all go, oh, God, yeah, that. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will be shocked to know that mine is that, what the fuck, Jessica nearly got a dog killed. Of course. <laughs> of course. For number five, sneaking out. Poor Sally, the sweet spaniel, poor Mrs. Bramble, fuck Jessica Wakefield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be fair, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. The actual action was terrible. I, I did enjoy Jessica's going through get, going through the motions of deciding that it was okay to do this. I thought that was very Jessica, but the actual outcome of the whole thing was just appalling. Like yeah. She was very Jessica. Those are the things that we've really, or I've really grown to love, and I think you guys may have loved much earlier. How she convinces herself of the story that's true, and of course it's what she wants, so it's true. But yeah, the fact that she did this to a dog. My close second, of course... Well, a lot of them. But another one would have been the other tie with the dogs. But she almost got a dog killed here. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Very fo- focused on the four legs. That's what it is. Yeah, it's all about the dogs. Clearly. Always. Always. The dogs are way better than people. I should have worn that shirt today. Holy cow. All right, Raven. What was your low light that we could all go, oh, my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, the low light of my year, there's been a number. I could have named the cave in the the guy in the in the was it the bully? Yeah, that made no sense. Yeah, I could have I could have named plenty of things, but the worst thing for me happened back in book two, Teacher's Pet, and that was when I realised just how this series was going to go when you're talking about teachers, when modern Madame Andre, the ballet teacher, was revealed to be an absolute cleft. All the way through that book, bearing in mind it was so early on in the series and I didn't know what to expect from these things. All the way through that book, it was setting up Madame Andre as being a bad, a, 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 a terrible teacher towards Jessica and, and being so dismissive and not letting her get involved. And 
every part of narrative structure in me was screaming, well, this is, this is obviously going to be because she's going to reveal herself as a great teacher and do uh, and be sort of Mr. Miyagiing her and teaching Jessica by not teaching her, and it's all going to be a great lesson at the end of it. But no, she was just an arsehole. She should have been fired on the spot for her treatment of Jessica and kicked out of the country and then had her family tortured and then the ballet school. Ballet should have been obliterated from the planet. Just that's how angry I was. And that anger's still there. You can probably tell in my voice that anger is still there 36 books later. The best part, that was on the 9th of January 2017 <laughs> and I'm still angry. I know it's not as deep and as, you know, dogs could have died and, you know, people's names being stolen, but fuck that French bitch. She can just leave the, just, ah, oh, a hater. What amazes yeah, me that you had this moment of rage from January and yet still very quickly fell in love with the series and the characters, except for Madame Audrey, who he, pretty much every time a teacher comes up, it's like, I'm going to cut her, the it's the whole reason i put her in jessica versus elizabeth i knew it would annoy raven the thing with it it was the first time that the sweet valley teaching staff were were shown up to be the insipid bunch of feckless asshats that they are and going into a book knowing that's what they're going to be like the the rage subsides but the first occasion of that that hit me like a ton of bricks well also that every time a teacher is acts like that it just takes you right back to her as your kind of catalyst of <laughs> yeah, all of yeah. the teachers so. the mist descends must yeah. control fist of rage because she already showed herself to be completely hopeless because she used to call jessica in or the twins in and sort of go yep yeah, okay i need everyone here in 20 minutes for a new ballet lesson like that's not how business works <laughs> this is true and also it's saturday morning why didn't you have a lesson already even i know that saturdays are probably quite busy for dance studios and i've only watched like four episodes of dance mums okay let's move on now to our top three books of the year now obviously the top book of the year for each of us will be the book that we thought was the best book of the year but as we go through the years recapping these books then It'll make more sense when we've got more more books to choose from in the series as a whole. So, Dove, what's your top three books for you? Well, obviously, the first book is The Christmas Ghost, uh, See Above for Gushing. And the, the next two are in no particular order. I have named The Haunted House, which is book number three. Not particularly because it's, it's a great book, but because it was the very first Sweet Valley Twins book I ever read. And... If you're blaming me for the fact that you're here, I'm blaming that book. And therefore, th that book needs to get a mention. Because if I hadn't liked that book, we wouldn't be here right now. It gets an honourable mention. Well, it, yeah, it gets the number two slot because of that. And my final book is Jumping to Conclusions. And that's because I had completely forgotten about it until uh, Raven recapped it. And I'd forgotten just how funny it was and just how, like, Jess, Jess was. The way it just escalated and quickly turned into zany antics without quite being annoying. It was just a fun book and it made a nice change because I think we'd had a run of the Sweet Valley version of a very special episode or boring books or dogs being abused and just to jump into wacky shenanigans especially when i'd forgotten there was wacky shenanigans was just 
a delight. So, yeah, it was kind of like my sleeper hit. I'd forgotten about it, and it was awesome. And that cover is amazing. If you go look at it, it it's is. just just it is fantastic in that cover. So yeah, if there great. was a category for best cover, then that would win. I think hands down over everything. Yeah, she's dressed like Columbo, or if you're a bit younger than us, Castiel. <laughs> great list there. All very good books. And Wing, what about you? What are your top three? Obviously, number 32, Jessica on stage, is the top one for me. Number two would be Super Chiller number one, The Christmas Ghost. Not because I love A Christmas Carol quite the same way that Dove does, but I've been really looking forward to the Super Chillers this whole time. One of the ways that she talked me into doing this is promising me that there would be real ghosts and real vampires and even real werewolves at some point. So this was really a sign that, yes, this is actually something that's going to happen. Unlike, say, the class trip where it was really all just in Elizabeth's head. We actually had Supernatural within the first year, which is not necessarily true even on places like Devil's Elbow, where we were doing point horror and for a long time had nothing Supernatural. So it was great to have a Supernatural thing come up here at the end of the year. Also, and you'll hear more about this if you listen to our last episode, one of the ghosts is an angry flying unicorn, which is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) A purple unicorn at that. Not just any unicorn, a purple one. Unicorns are purple. <laughs> the third of my top three is number 34, Jessica the Rockstar. Because much like Jessica on stage, I really love when Jessica gets this new hobby of the week. It just throws herself into it. It does all this ridiculous stuff. And at the end, she's like, eh, it's too much work. Moving on. I love that. Yeah, good choices. All, all, all very recent books as well, so, you know. Reflecting that you're, you're, you're finally falling under the spell. Yeah. To be honest, I don't blame you for, for hating the first surge because, I mean, I always, whenever I think of the books that I don't like, I always see the front cover of the book about Patrick. Is it taking charge or walking away or something like that? Oh, when he's taking charge, yeah. Yeah, he wants to play the saxophone and his parents won't let him. And I just think, this is fucking boring. I really, you know, it gets better, I promise. All right, Raven, what's your top three? Okay, my first three. The first one, as you probably guessed, would be The Older Boy, because that was the first one I thought, yes, this series has got something more than than I actually expected. Uh, The second one has been mentioned before as well, and was very nearly my favourite book, um, which is Jumping to Conclusions. I think the wacky hijinks in that book were fantastic. I thought it was written with real, real skill and real love for the characters and love for the story it was telling. And I also think it was one of the first and probably one of the only that is that sort of pushed the envelope a little when the twins were miming that Alice was drunk, a drunkard, and that she had she was playing around. And I'm like, really, this is a this is a preteen book. This is quite close to the edge. This, but yeah, it was wonderful, wonderful. It would have been, I think, I think at the time I recapped it, I said it was my favourite of the series, but I would have to go for the older boy over it just because I think the older boy was the first one that really caught me. And also there's that bit in it where Alice has shown the twins where Fabio lives and Stephen's like, <laughs> yeah. she never she showed me. me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really, really good. Alone. Oh, that was great. Uh, and the third book that I uh, in my list, which is also a, a, a wonderful book, was number 13, Stretching the Truth, which is the one with Mary and her stepfather in the new yacht, who it was actually so cute and was playing the songs for them and yeah that was uh, that was a lot of fun that book as well i really enjoyed that one so that was my third nice 
Yeah, I thought that the Mary books might end up in Wing's list because I know that she likes Mary as a character and not just because I made her like Mary as a character. It's like, <laughs> Mary's adopted, you're adopted, be best friends in that ruthless dove way. <laughs> I really do like Mary as a character. Uh, her books just didn't crack these great run. Like, if we'd done this earlier in the year, yeah, they clearly would have been one, two, and three, but end of the year was fantastic yeah i can't dispute any of your choices and nor can i say oh i think validly that this should be substituted marvelous so there's our um top three of the series so far um we will be returning to that in one year's time when we've got another year's worth of books to add to that i might do a post like summing all this up as well and also go back over our podcast and see what we voted for best and worst per podcast. And, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's and nice maybe idea, do a yeah. graph. And, and very, I was going to say, it sounds very data-driven, which is just yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. It's my life. It's my job. It's your calling. So to round off this little mini podcast, we're going to talk about the most anticipated books of 2018. Uh, we've got another week every week uh, another recap every week uh, coming along with the podcast splitting them up so which books have piqued your interest though okay um i think these are roughly in order but obviously the carnival ghost which i have spent a lot of time banging on about because it's my favorite book of the series jessica's secret which Catherine applegate very proudly tweeted to me we gave jessica her first period the slime that ate sweet valley just because it's it's good fun poor lila because it is the sassiest book of the series like everything is written by someone who is quite witty the magic christmas which is a controversial choice if anyone who is familiar with it is listening um i know most people don't like it because it has shades of the class trip and i will say now uh, I think it's assigned to Wing, and I will swap if you don't want it. I was like, Raven, you want to swap? You can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is I, st I still want my books in that period because there's also on my list, which is The Great Boyfriend Switch and The Middle School Gets Married. Because I'll keep it. I don't care. The only way I'd get rid of it is if Raven wanted it. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, because I absolutely love The Great Boyfriend Switch because it's just one of those silly comedy of errors where everyone starts the night with one partner and ends with a different one and it's a big old switcheroo and it's just it, it's just fun. And then a couple of books later, we have The Middle School Gets Married, which plays into one of my favourite tropes ever, which is The Marriage Project. And I think I love this because England doesn't do this, or it certainly didn't when I was at school. And obviously it gives us some very unique pairings. And once again, it's written by someone with like a witty turn of phrase. Um, and I just worship it. So I'm really looking forward to these books. Nice. Nice. All sound really good. Fantastic. What about yourself, Wing? Well, I kept it to three because I thought that was a more appropriate number there, Dove. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we haven't read any of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are just sort of like choosing on title and uh, book cover. So, that's yeah, that's true. That's going to be fun when we come to the end of 2019 and they're all those those boring purple GeoCities wallpaper covers. My most anticipated is Super Chiller number two, The Carnival Ghost, because you've talked it up so much. No if pressure. It, yeah, no pressure, because if I hate it, I'm certainly not burning everything to the ground. Number 53, The Slime That Ate Sweet Valley, mostly because it sounds like it could be a Goosebumps book by R.L. Stein, and I love that. And number 38, Lois Strikes Back. Though I also am really worried about how they're going to write her in that book, but 
I love her, so I hope it's good. Good choices. All sound good choices. I was going to go for Lois Strikes Back myself, but uh, 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 that was an honourable mention, I think, from mine. The ones I'm particularly looking forward to, uh, the Super Edition number four, the unicorns go Hawaiian, just because I want to see how Wing reacts to that, because she's already pulling faces on me (laughs) at the moment. So yes, I I imagine there's going to be quite a big explosion when that occurs. Um, The other ones that I am looking forward to uh, are Poor Lila, because... Dove has been bigging that up as the most sassy book of the series. So that's, well, I love Lila. We all love Lila. So I think that's going to be great. And the final one I'm looking forward to is number 46, which is Mademoiselle Jessica. Because that's all about Jessica and France. And if Madame Andre isn't in that one, and I can have some closure with the whole Madame Andre thing, then I'm going to be burning that book. I don't care if it is in Dove's collection. It's going to be burnt, and then the ashes are going in the fucking sea. Uh, to be fair, Mademoiselle Jessica is a great choice. It very nearly made my list, and then I realised I was literally just just listing books that we were going to do, and um, I had to cull it somehow. But yeah, it's a great choice. Um, also, Elizabeth the Impossible is pretty good as well. So here's Dove's anticipated list: January twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. Well, thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you've had fun. That I thought was fun for us. We rattled through that in quite a uh, quite a, with quite a pace. If you guys have got any, as listeners, if you guys have got any books that you're particularly looking forward to, do share in the comments and mention it, and we will uh, we'll come along and chat and we'll uh, discuss. Although maybe you like Booster Boycott or the Jessica and the Secret Star, whatever, whatever floats your particular boats. Uh, and yes, so thank you again for listening, and we will speak to you in the new year. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of Sweet Valley Online. You can find all our recaps and previous podcast episodes on our website at sweetvalley.online. Come talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sweetvalleyonline and on Tumblr at sweetvalleyonline.tumblr.com. Thanks again to Stuart Taylor of Legacy Breakfast for our music. We'd love it if you subscribe, rate, and review us at your favorite podcast provider. Thanks again for listening.